Hello. This week's podcast is audio only. If you're a visual type of person, though, just visualize me sitting next to Justine, smoking weed uh, with a bit of pizza sauce on my hand, apparently. Sounds about right for you, yeah. Yeah. Gotta go wash my hands really quick. And I'm back with clean hands. No pizza sauce on my hands anymore for now. Um, I'm about to go eat that pizza, so, um, yeah, things are going to change. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this podcast is audio only because if you can't tell, I do not feel very well. So I'm going to take it easy for the rest of the week. I can tell you that I do have plans this week that I hope I feel better for. Um, and it, it it's going to be plans that involve you, the audience. Um, I'm going to quit beating around the bush and just say I've got an exciting guest coming up, so stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, this is going to be the episode for this week. So thanks for tuning in. Hi, Justine. How you been? Hey, chilling. Just, you know, doing me. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to keep singing. Oh, hey, chilling. <laughs> I wasn't singing. That's just how I talk sometimes. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, well, the breaking news right now, uh, it is... January 3rd, 2023. Before we get into the breaking news, let me just say that 2023 is the first year I've accepted. Like if somebody asks me the date, as you know, I very seldom know what day of the week it is, let alone, you know, the date. But, you know, I can glance and say, oh, okay, it's, it's definitely January 3rd, 2023. For the last two years, it was a wash. I couldn't tell you if it was 2022, 2021, 2020, you know, it's just been, so this year I, I can always, I will be like, well, I, you know, like, let's say somebody asks me in March, I'll be like, I don't know exactly what day it is, but it's March of 2023. I can tell you that. So anyways, I've accepted 2023 and the breaking news for 2023 is that curbside has been extended. So if you missed our last episode we did with a few people, curbside was expiring it ultimately expired as far as i know and i just got an email from representative bob morgan that basically says well instead of basically saying it why don't i actually pull it up huh he said shut the fuck up we're still doing curbside <laughs> yeah no um he said all fyi on a variance that idfpr the illinois department of financial and professional regulation for people that don't know just issued extending curbside delivery so uh, i'm going to re reiterate that fyi on a variance that idfpr just issued extending curbside delivery he said rep cassidy and i will keep working on a permanent solution to but appreciate FPR addressing this so quickly. And so from what I'm able to gather, this guidance is only allowing curbside to extend through January 31st. So, um, you know, I hear that there is bills possibly going to be, to be proposed to codify this into law. Um, but the legislative session doesn't start for the next week or so. I believe it starts on the 12th or the 14th. I don't know why I've got those two dates in my head, but it's one of the two. So you're not going to hear anything about anything official, I would say, until then. Um, if you are listening to this early, you're part of our Patreon subscription. So 
Um, there's a CROO meeting on January 4th that you should definitely attend because I'm sure this is going to be a big conversation. A lot of people are asking, is there any other way we can codify it? I truly don't know the answer to that. In the past, I've been told it's got to be through law, but I don't know. It's hard to, you know, just as soon as I think I know something about anything, uh, the whole, you know, somebody teaches me something new. So I'm not going to pretend to know about all this stuff. Yeah, it's just interesting to me that, like, you know, in comparison to restaurants or, like, Target or, yeah. you know, like, cannabis has to have a special rule Mm-hmm. to, you know, bring your stuff. I mean, it makes sense because it's leaving the building, but it's just weird. No, it doesn't make sense. And don't, don't try to justify it for them. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Uh, but I mean, I guess what you're saying is, is like, yeah, they're trying to make sure that the transaction occurs. So if, so the money's got to go in before the product comes out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think it's really not that complicated. And then the question becomes if they could just do this, what else can they just do? And, like, I get that this is temporary, but I'm honestly asking that question. Can they do anything that's permanent? Can they? I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Um, maybe we'll get some sort of answer to that in tomorrow's CROO meeting because, I mean, that'll be with the CROO, the new CROO, I assume, will be there. That's Aaron Johnson, I believe, is their name. Um, don't quote me on that. I'm high, like I said, sitting next to Justine right now. <laughs> not feeling very well so so before we move on from uh curbside one point i want to like validate that i've heard and like before it was extended and when i was reporting on the fact that you know it shouldn't go away you know um people have said like this is only a win for the licensed cultivators and i see what they're saying like the licensed cultivators are the only ones that can sell right now and so it's only a benefit for them. And I agree with where they're coming from on that because if you know anything, if you are at all familiar with where I stand on this cannabis market, I fundamentally disagree with how we've structured it. If you'd like to learn more about that, check check out episode number 232 of our podcast. But anyways, um, yeah, you're absolutely right that only the, the licensed companies – I don't actually, hold on a second – you are right that the licensed companies benefit from it, but I don't think you're correct when you say only the licensed companies benefit. I think that patients benefit from this, you know, guidance as well. Um, people, I always say that people that were immunocompromised before the pandemic were immunocompromised during the pandemic and will continue to be after. And the same goes with anybody that was like mobility impaired, typically. I mean, if some, if that, goes away for somebody that's awesome but typically speaking you know conditions like that are lifelong and so um i definitely want to give like i wanted to validate or kind of air that point that yes things in the illinois market are fucked up but i do not believe that like i just don't think that it's okay to let something like that expire i guess like I would rather our medical patients have more options than less. And so that's kind of, if you were to ask me, I guess, where I stood on it, that's what I'd say about it is that, I mean, hell, if it's easy enough that the state can just do this, as they've shown it is, um, again, now they've extended it multiple times, but now they let it lapse and then extended it again, right? So if it's that easy, well, yeah, why not let it stay? 
<laughs> you know, I have no problem with more options for people. And I never recommend people go to an Illinois dispensary. Typically, I suggest finding like a better grower that you know, or going to Michigan or something like that and finding a company you can trust. But but anyways, I wanted to validate that point before we moved on. So, okay, we've got a few things off my list that I wanted to mention. I've accepted 2023. Curbside has been extended. Um, since I'm thick, since I'm thick, um, didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I'm a thick boy. Uh, since I'm sick, um, I've, I just wanted to bring up my theory on the man flu, which you're familiar with. Uh, but let's just pretend you don't know. I'm joking. You don't have to pretend that you've not heard <laughs> me say this before. Uh, I guess for our audience, my theory is that that you know people say like the man flu and that women or that sorry that men are like just weak when they get sick and stuff. And I, I'm not conceding that that's I'm not saying that that's false. Um, I'm just saying that I I used this analogy with my mom the other day because I was trying to explain to her my theory on the man flu, and I said so. My mom first of all does not smoke weed, and I said so, mom. If you smoked, like if we, if you smoked weed once in a month, like it would be a very intense experience for you versus like if, versus me smoking weed because I have a tolerance because I do it all month. Right. So if she just like picks it up and starts feeling super high, Hey kitty, stop it. Our cats are fucking around. Um, if she just picks up the pot, right. It's going to be a very intense experience for her. So that's all to say that women have a tolerance for being sick and not feeling well. They, it's once a month, right? That you get your cycle. Am I wrong? You're shaking your head. You're a woman. So don't, I don't want to speak for women here. I'm, <laughs> I'm also not speaking for women. And I am just saying, I am not tough. I am the you biggest are tough. baby, the most sensitive person in the world. If I get a tummy ache, I need mom. I need my okay. stuffed animals. Like, yeah, I, I can't speak. No, okay, but I'm talking about like, so for example, I'm just trying to give you a peek. Talking about living with cramps? Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, so so once a month you get sick basically, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Your period. And um, I don't know. I just, I, I, let's just say health professionals tell me that men, like men also are always like the sickest ones, but they also tell me like, because I'm like a real... I'm really scared of needles and stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, it's always men that are scared of needles, like like never women. So mm-hmm. yeah, women are s- strong in many different ways. We do tolerate a lot in all areas. Yeah, you take a lot of shit in <laughs> a lot of different areas. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. So so it sounds like, again, it, like I feel like what I'm saying adds up. I'm sure there's somebody out there listening right now that somehow is finding a way to take it as insensitive. It's like a compliment. I'm saying you guys are... Ex- you women, sorry, <laughs> um, you, you're exposed to so much pain on a regular basis we, that like... You just say we are not to be fucked with. Fair, whatever you want to say. <laughs> All I'm saying is that when men get sick, we're like, oh, fuck, we're sick because it doesn't happen all the fucking time. It only happens when we get sick. And so I'm just trying to give men a little more... You know, men don't have enough room in our society. They need a spot at the table. I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> You're like the one character, the one woman character in every season of uh, White Lotus. That's like, you know, white men just they just 
take a lot and it's just really unfair. <laughs> there's a woman that says that in the White Lotus. In both seasons, yeah, there's like one woman that's just like I just think that that straight white men are just so unappreciated and they're <laughs> just so looked down on and treated like shit and <laughs> Yeah, when will white men ever get a seat at the table in this country? <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I'm glad you appreciated that I was just joking. Um, so moving on from my theories on the man flu, um, do you want to talk about Kentucky's medical cannabis proposal, which I think is interesting, and I it's I don't I think you will have thoughts on it, or do you want to talk about the time that I walked into a random person's house uh, when I was trying to buy weed when I was a kid? Wow. Tough choice. We can talk about both, but which first? Let me let me hear about Kentucky so we can wrap this up with a, a good story. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll I'll try to make this quick because I want to go eat my pizza. So um Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir's executive order to partly legalize medical cannabis in the bluegrass state goes into effect on January first. So it is in effect. Barring any litigation, court rulings, or legislation that blocked the order, of course. Here is how it will work. So who is eligible to possess and use medical cannabis? According to Bashir's order, individuals within Kentucky who are diagnosed with one of 21 medical conditions could be eligible to possess and use cannabis purchased legally in other states. Interesting. <laughs> under certain conditions. So this is from the Courier Journal. Uh, I want to just say that these are not my notes that I'm reading. Um, Eligible individuals are required to have a written certification from a medical provider licensed in Kentucky. So you can get your medical cannabis certification in Kentucky. They just don't sell it in Kentucky. Or if you're a resident from another, you know, like the resident's home state has medical cannabis like Illinois does. Apparently, if you have something that states the patient suffers from one of the following medical conditions, which it lists out like cancer, ALS, epilepsy, intractable seizures, Parkinson's, Crohn's, MS, sickle cell anemia, severe and chronic pain, PTSD. I wanted to mention a few because those are on the list of Illinois cannabis. There are more if folks want to read. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but H, you know, HIV, glaucoma, a terminal illness, you know, um, so you're eligible to possess, um, yeah, cannabis that was purchased in another state, in a legal state. And that's the weird thing. They do seem to be putting emphasis on it has to be legal cannabis. Well, yeah, you're, you're not going to, you know, go to Indiana and buy weed from your right. plug and drive it back over the border. But it's interesting because it's like, well, okay, so what options? So first of all. I just want to say that Illinois says that you can't purchase cannabis and take it out of the state. And so I wonder, like, how that works with Kentucky, because that's a border state. Am I correct that Kentucky is touching us on the border? Yeah. Yeah. And so another state that Kentucky touches is Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they have medical cannabis there. I don't know that you can, I don't know that they have reciprocity, but I'm pretty sure it's a limited market, just like Illinois. I, I might be wrong about that. I'm going off the top of my head, so don't quote me on that. But, anyways, it would be Illinois and Ohio, I think. I don't think Tennessee or I don't know that any other state that touches Kentucky has. I can pull Pennsylvania? up. Pennsylvania? Uh, Pennsylvania. 
I don't think Kentucky. Oh no, there's yeah, West no. Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. So, anyways, um, anyways, you have to purchase it from a legal state, right? Um, so here, yeah, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Under what conditions can eligible people possess and use cannabis? Eligible eligible people with a writ a valid written certification from a doctor. And that's a weird one because I, I just want to, before I get into this, like I've said that two times now, and that's not necessarily what we have. Like we have a card, which I guess you could say is a valid written um, it was certification from a doctor. A valid- Correct. I don't, but I don't know. Like, are they saying we have to have that original certification? I'm just asking. I don't know. It's an yeah. honest question. So, or does the card work? I'm, I'm assuming the card works. But anyways, eligible people with a valid written certification from a doctor can possess and use cannabis if it is legally purchased in another state and they save the written receipt that shows where and when it was purchased, which is another interesting thing because it's like you have to save the proof that you federally trafficked right. cannabis <laughs> like for the state of Can- for the state of Kentucky to comply. Um, some people or wait, sorry, such people may not possess more than eight ounces of marijuana at any given time within the Kentucky, quoting the article there. Um, I usually, anyways, uh, yeah, eight ounces, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, so here this is. As for the written certification from the medical provider, it must contain the name, address, and phone number of both the patient and medical provider. So that seems like the card may not work based off of this description from the courier journal. The written certification from the physician must also include the, their medical license number, a statement indicating they have a bona fide provider patient relationship. Justine is dying. I wonder if you can hear it. She hit her dad pen. Um, their diet. Sorry. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. She distracted me, but it's okay. If you're hanging with me right now, the sounds like the card is not needed. Um, or sorry, the card would not work. It sounds like you need like a lot of information. So check out the article from the Courier Journal. I'll have it in the podcast description so you can read more. Um, yeah, they're showing right now the states. Okay, so I guess... Hmm. Yeah, I think that Illinois and Ohio are the only state oh wait a minute hold on a second there's actually you're right virginia also has it so i don't know it looks like they have legal cannabis too adult use i might be wrong but anyways um i'm just looking at a map of states with legal cannabis surrounding kentucky it's just interesting um that you can um possess cannabis that's quote legally purchased from other states i i you know i don't mean to be the conspiracy theorist in the room or whatever but it is interesting that you know you have to have the receipt and the only states that border kentucky are from what i understand really controlled markets i could be wrong though again that's just me being the conspiracy theorist so that's that um Read more about it. I'll put the link in the podcast description. I just think it's a interesting uh, dilemma there. I don't really have much else to say. I don't think on the um, on the uh, matter. Definitely read up and let us know what you think about it. Um, if you didn't know, I'm going to try to lean into plugging this a bit more. Um, you can call us. You can text us. 
And by call, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the voicemail. So you can leave us a voicemail. Um, the number is 312-772-6844. If you'd like, we can play the voicemail on air um, or send us a text. You can report possible corruption, fraud, criminal activity, conflicts of interest, or abuse in the legal cannabis industry in Illinois or any other stories. You know, we're not just a, as I like to, or as I've been trying to say, we're not just a cannabis podcast. Um, but let's talk a little bit about cannabis and my time purchasing cannabis as a younger person. I'll ma- try to make this quick cause I really want to go eat. Um, so I texted a person and, uh, I needed some, you know, cannabis and they generally would help me obtain that. And so I went to their house, which was in another town and I don't know, like, I probably was already high. Like, I probably was, you know, running out of weed, so I was buying more weed. And I just parked at the wrong spot, I guess, because I walked into this house. It looked exactly like hers, like, because she lived in these apartments, right? So, like, it looked like her house, and I'm walking up, everything. I just, she told me to just walk right in, so I just walked right in. And um, these, like, kids came up to me and they're like, Hey, what's going on? And I was like, Oh, not much. And I mean, that wasn't out of the ordinary. The person had, would have kids at their house sometimes. So I was just like, where's Haley at? You know? And, uh, yeah. Uh, they were like, what? And I was like, where, where's she at? You know, like, uh, and they just were like looking at me and I just get this really weird feeling all of a sudden. And they like, the one of the older kids said, I think you're in the wrong house. <laughs> and I was like, yep. I quickly turned around and got the fuck out of there. Cause I was like, <laughs> holy fuck. I'm in the wrong. House. Like I was looking around and I mean, it's not like I went there often, so I couldn't really tell like, Oh, there's different furniture in here or anything. Like, I mean, generally speaking, I was blazed as fuck when I went in and out of there anyways. So, so yeah, that's the time that, uh, luckily I, you know, I, I went into the wrong house, but it was the right house in the, in the sense that it wasn't the wrong house that I walked into. Do you get what I'm saying? Like that, like, in other words, for people that are listening right now, if I walked into a house and somebody's like, you picked the wrong one, you know, like that would have been, I, yeah, like, Hey, my bad. And it's really hard to walk that back when you just fucking walk into somebody's house and get (laughs) on the place. Like, I I thought it wasn't your house. Oh yeah, sure. We've heard that one before, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So anyways, folks, I hope that you at least found this episode entertaining. I'm going to try to get to feeling better and um, stay tuned for more um, episodes of this silly little show. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Oh, ha- and Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy fucking New Year. 2023. It's the one I've accepted. It's 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 our year. Yeah. And I'm not talking about. Just Justine, like you, that's listening to this show right now. It's no, your year. Me specifically. Okay. It's my year. Okay. You're All right. Have next year. No, it's it's your year. Don't listen to her. <laughs> it's your year. Take care, folks. Bye. <laughs>